0: I'll tell you what, fellas, the, a man can do a lot of thinking on the road to Wollongong. <laughs> um, and I, I had the privilege of going down on the weekend and calling the Sunwolves v Brumbies game uh, last Friday. And, uh, and look, what a, what a great place Wollongong is, Wind Stadium. I couldn't wrap it any more, Christy, Dora and Sam Worthington, uh, joining me, Andrew Swain, on the Fox Rugby podcast. It was unreal.
1: It was unreal, but uh, as soon as you started just saying, oh, a man does a lot of thinking on the way down. I was doing a lot of thinking on the way back because having reported on a couple of games and seeing the task get absolutely dusted in the second half, uh, a bit of soul searching had done at the road trip with a couple of other journos and you're debriefing the game and uh, that, that really took the two and a half hours <laughs> on return.
2: Yeah, it's a wonderful venue by the water there isn't it? I think you guys both are uh, pretty keen to have Super Rugby back there. What, what was the talk around the Traps? Do you think there was enough pos- positive momentum that they will be back there sometime soon? I am sold on the joint like you're just talking
0: about uh i'd like you know stadiums can be can be too big for super rugby and and this stadium i don't know how many it fits it looked like it fit about i don't know 15 maybe it was the perfect size Mm. it had that perfect size you're right perfect size for super rugby great vista out the back um you know you still had great seats for people in corporate areas um at either end of the grandstands as well as on the uh, on the broadcast side, uh, I'll tell you what though, they, what
1: they'd have to fix up because would, you and I both said that they needed the Waratahs need to start bringing taking a game there each year, and probably the Brumbies too, and that could be a, a great double header if you promote it really well. But they have to fix the Wi Fi up. <laughs> that, 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 <laughs> that, the other journalists will attest to this as well. Yeah. We didn't get Wi Fi the entire day; you had to hotspot. Um, so when you're there oh, for six, seven, eight hours, and you're trying to get at the odd replay, or pray two, for Christy
2: punters, pray yeah. for Christy. Uh, NBN. One
1: of
0: when the, when the 5G network gets sorted. It will be sweet.
1: Uh, w- whilst I'm having a shot, maybe at the coffee as well wasn't brilliant. But uh, the, 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 the spectacles itself, it was great to watch. And uh, hopefully, as we say, more games there in the future.
2: Yeah, yeah, the fact that we are going back to the SCG this year seems a bit ridiculous because there are so many... Proper, you know, rugby football specific um, grounds available. Drop so. off
1: Oval. That, that could be another good one.
2: Exactly. So that is disappointing, but um, yeah. <laughs> Let's hope that uh, at least, you know, one game to the to the regional areas per year. Um, they, they don't tend to do it in South Africa, do they? But they do it in New Zealand, certainly, and starting to now in, in, in Australia. And I think the reception's been pretty positive. I also
0: loved the – I mean, I know that we do, we're forced into this circumstance via coronavirus fears and all that sort of stuff. But the doubleheader, like, unreal. It worked there was it was I know it was a Friday. Um, we're gonna be had it how, been a Saturday. Had it, it been a Saturday, it would have been a, a good crowd. There was um, a lot of people there for two thirty on a Friday. Like I think the call from Dan McKellar to take the the um, Friday government, off. Government workers. That's yeah. I, was, I
2: was telling you that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think on. it actually worked. Well, it Was that old school uh, sort of you know club rugby uh, result of the Brumbies played their game, um, had, had a shower and then had a beer on the hill. Um, a few of them apparently <laughs> watching watching the uh, the main game. So. Um, yeah, just just cool scenes like that, and I think there was a, you sent a tweeted the photo out, Christy of uh, players and coaches mingling with fans out out on the ground afterwards. Just that whole community rugby feel that people love so much about it.
1: Awesome opportunity when you got Aaron Cruden, and Sam Kane, Warren Gatlin all mingling with the crowd for for a number of minutes, probably twenty minutes after the game, and and there would have been a, a couple of thousand probably on the field. Um, boys, moving along slightly, what impressed you? Highlights, lowlights from the weekend?
2: I feel like the most memorable game for me was uh, Reds Crusaders, and yeah, um, uh, yeah well, I mean, it was all on for young and old, wasn't it? Some oh. fa- fantastic performances from Harry Wilson. I mean, what, a, what an incredible future he's got in front of him. Luke Khan, Salakai Loto, his. Best game in a, in a wee while and uh, goal kicking uh, boots, boys. Oh, you, we've been banging you, on about it, you, haven't we? You two we? are both uh, Queenslanders. Um, well, Christie's the jury's still out, but some, somewhat <laughs> Queensland related. Have you You had a few shots at goal during the week and putting the hand up? Well, it was funny hearing
0: Harry Wilson speak this week and, and, and saying, going on the record as saying, look, he'd put his hand up, but everyone
2: would laugh at him. He's apparently an amazing cricketer and like a pretty a genuinely good goal kicker by the sounds of it at training as well. So, funny things could um, happen. It's all, all about timing. If he's a good cricketer, yeah. I reckon he can goal kick 100%. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's all about timing. And, and you know,
0: I, I, you've got to feel for someone like Jock Campbell who... You know, it's just not good enough off the off the tee at the moment. A couple of those strikes were yeah. very ugly, and but he's been thrust into this position because he has to.
1: The unfortunate thing is, he is playing brilliant running rugby at the moment. Yeah. He's elusive. He's beating every first man, and he was probably well the the forwards Wilson and Salakai Lota were probably the the players of the game, but. Campbell, Jock Campbell wouldn't have been close behind. He, mm. he, so that that's the unfortunate thing; it's taken away a little bit of the
2: gloss around him. Yeah, um, the, yeah well, that's the good thing that he's so far been doing—that he hasn't let the goal kicking affect other parts of his play, and he's still playing really well. So, yeah, I, I don't know if we're any closer to knowing at time of recording who's going to do the goal kicking. I think common sense dictates that Bryce Higgedy might come into the lineup now and, and take the shots at goals as a senior man. But uh, yeah,
1: shame that Hunter Paisami looks like he's out, therefore yeah. meaning that um, there's a Probably going to be a bit of a positional change in the in the, in the backline.
2: Yeah, and you're heading up to call that one, uh, Swaney, before we move into our interview subjects. Up to up to, uh, the, sorry, Sunwolves Crusaders. Oh, I'm you doing Sunwolves
0: just... Crusaders. yeah, so that'll be that'll be unreal. Um, I'm calling it with Mills Morley Iana, who's coming over. The good people at Sky and are sending one of their. Uh, best men over to, to help us out. You're the um, double-hitter specialist. I, I am at the moment. I am at the moment. Um, and, and Clark, he's doing the the Reds Bulls, which is also a, a cracking clutch. Looking forward to that. Um, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to calling with Mills. So I've called over the last few years doing Sunwolves games. I've called with guys like – I'm calling with Mills this weekend. I've called with Carlos Spencer, another great – um, uh, all black. I've called with Robbie Deans. How good is this name dropping, Sarah? Um, yeah, oh mate, <laughs> like it, it's just opened up opportunities galore for <laughs> for me just to meet these wonderful human beings and wonderful ex rugby players. So, looking forward to that.
1: What uh, was so. awesome about being at a Sun game in and in a home game, technically, was here in the wool go, go, around. oh yeah,
0: they the, the win stadium, the, the guys are. Prince Chichibu Stadium and um, Level Five Stadium at Fukuoka must have sent the old WAV file down uh, the line <laughs> to the guys at Wynn Stadium, and they played the uh, woo on the kickoff. It was awesome
2: <laughs> to have that in in Australia. They've just had the weirdest, I guess, season, but existence. The Sunwolves haven't they? Like they, they are the great nomads. And Christy, you wrote a good piece um, ch- chatting to uh, the, the Sunwolves skipper Jake Schatz, uh afterwards. I mean, maybe just. just Touch on that, he, he, putting on a brave face uh, with all the difficulties they're going through, but just a, a strange kind of existence that they've got, isn't it, with with uh, the coronavirus now as well?
1: You, you could really forgive them for, for letting it go. Like, I know these guys are pro- professional, they're paid, um, and they've got to turn up, but... Someone like Jake Schatz, who's a super rugby champion in, in 2011, um, it must be pretty hard for him to go, geez, like, we're getting 50 put on us most weeks here. Um, they've been thrown with the worst kind of ball, and, and oh. they're just having to, uh, to pick up the pieces along the way. Guys from all around the, basically the world coming together. And, and I mean, as he says, they're playing for, and Jake isn't the oldest bloke in the world either, they're playing for contracts. Uh, and that's their real motivation going forward.
2: Having said that, half the team are Australians, and uh, the yeah probably not having the worst time uh, cruising around catching up with people, having a having a surf in between training. Yeah,
0: I mean, there's talk about um, Liam Wright mentioned it this week. They're, they're sort of campaigning for that um, Sunwolves Reds game in a, in a few weeks' time, which is meant to be in Tokyo. Uh, I think there's absolutely no chance of that happening. And yeah. so they can't only take it to Townsville as well. Yep. Like, would be a pretty good base for this Sunwolves team. Uh, brand new stadium up there. Queensland Government want people playing in this stadium. And ahead
1: of the Wallabies game later on in the year. Yeah. Maybe just an opportunity to remind people that rugby's going around. That and could
0: be their new home for the next little period of time. I think they've only got probably three or four more home games that they need to play. I'm yeah. just worried about whether that web is going to make it to Townsville. What's what's the <laughs> Wi-Fi like up in Townsville, <laughs> Chris? <laughs> i have to just chuck it on a USB uh, <laughs> and when I go up to do that, if I get the chance to do it, um yeah we'll we'll do it there. But um yeah, that was that was unreal. Wind stadium, Sunwolves, Doubleheader. Um uh, there was just good vibes around rugby that afternoon until probably the last 20 minutes of the Tars
2: game. And the wheels fell off. Yeah, we're talking to Harry Johnson-Holmes uh, very, very shortly about that. But uh, just, just quickly before we do move on, like you went out to Waratah's training, Christy. What, what is the, the mood, do you think, The KB um, about to play a, a record game? Are there any chance, like, did, did they seem like a team that's, that can bounce back?
1: Wow, well, I, th- I think any time you're playing the Brumbies, that, and they know this, this, this is a side you lift for. So I, I think it's coming up against them is probably not the worst thing in the world. Even though the the Brumbies are going pretty well, um, Michael Hooper spoke as well the other day and, and and said that you know the season's not dead in the water, but it, it probably will be if they don't fire up and get a result from this match. They're they're, they're focused, and we'll see what happens.
0: Well, that is the big game this weekend. It's Sunday Arvo on Fox Sports down at Canberra, it's the GIO Stadium down there. Uh, why don't we keep going on this game and let's get a word with the tight head prop of the Waratahs, Harry Johnson Holmes. <laughs> It's a great pleasure to be joined in Brumby's Tars Week by the Tars legendary uh upfront prop Harry Johnson Holmes. How are you, Harry? Thanks for joining us, mate. Yeah, very
3: well, mate. Thanks for having me. Mate, what, we, what we we, introduction, we Yeah, it was, was a legendary,
0: legendary. but I yeah, want to oh, say <laughs>
3: legendary. Yeah. Oh, yeah I was... <laughs> I'm pretty
0: stoked with that. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is a, that is a big intro. I'm off. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're definitely legendary on the mic. That's for sure. We know that, but we've we've established that before. So let's let's do something. Talk about something else. Hey, first up, um, wasn't the result that you guys wanted on uh, last Friday night down in Wollongong? How was the team kind of um, debriefed after that one? Uh, oh, it was pretty
3: pretty rough. It's um, you know when you when you. Coming to the sheds and you and you're up by one and you you know you, you know what you know what it takes to finish it off uh, and to you know come back into the sheds after the second half and and have the score on look the way it did uh, yeah it was pretty rough it was pretty rough for the boys we we put in a good week I think um, we just got caught napping um, pretty early on and I think that just um, you know set, set a massive momentum shift for the, the Chiefs and credit to them there you know they're incredible the way they can um, you know grab a, grab a hold of a game like that so yeah we, we're pretty disappointed but um, you know having looked at that first half it's um, you know there's a lot of what ifs which is um, you know, promising
2: I suppose but yeah How have the coaching staff gone about it? Have they got the stick out and um, and then got a little bit angry and, and challenged you guys or is it more of a just, just trying to rebuild confidence and be a bit more a bit more positive?
3: Uh, oh look we got we got a little bit of a, a flogging on uh, on Monday. Not not so much, um, you know, as a punishment thing. But we, uh, you know, we acknowledged, and it was pretty easy to see that uh, our, you know, attacking rock, um, you know, was wasn't good enough. Um, and uh, just things defensively, with with miniature skills, things like uh, we you know, two man tackles and and making sure that we we stop them from getting game line footy. Uh, those were points that we. You know, we knew straight away. We didn't have to review, you know, massively um, on the Monday to to know that. So we came in, uh, we we did a lot of work on that. Um, you know, got the got the shoulders strapped up and just uh, went to work because I think that was kind of we as a group knew that there was a lot of uh, yeah a lot, a lot of stuff we left out on that second half. So uh, on the Monday it was good to kind of make amends. But from that point on, um, it's been a bit more player player driven that um, you know we're Obviously not in the um we don't have the the wind wind um you know, wind with the sails so far with this season. Um and, you know we need to you know make sure we, we take ownership of that. The
1: the good news is you've got the Brumbies on Sunday, a nine day turnaround, so that's about as long as it gets in super rugby between week week to week. Um Talk, talk us through the preparation against the Brumbies because they're a side that's top of the Australian Conference. They've had the wood over the Waratahs in, in recent years. Is there a bit of anger and hostility and a, and a bit of um, uh, extra motivation leading into a game against the Brumbies?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I think um, you know, they're, they're a team that um, rightfully uh, have been pretty confident in the past couple of years. Uh, they play a, a, a pretty... Um, uh, a style of footy that suits the personnel they got perfectly and, um, they've been able to do that the past couple of years and, um, yeah, rightfully so that they, they've they got a bit of confidence. So I think for us, you know, we, we, uh, you know, we always like to, um, you know, that um, our major goal, you know, besides winning, um, you know, the Super Rugby title itself, uh, is obviously topping that, uh, Australian conference. So having them, you know, Sitting pretty up there at the moment, and you know, winning it um, last year, um, and we like to, you know, to think that we're, we're a pretty good side, and um, you know, within um, you know the competition, and um, we're, we're not performing at the moment. So yeah, we want to uh, we want to try and knock them off. Harry, did, um, yeah.
1: did, did did you take yeah, moment, you did you make not take note of the uh, the comments from the Brumbies players yesterday? Uh, a little bit of fire, a little bit of banter between them. I think it was Tommy Staniforth that was coming under fire by Ben Court. He's one of the softest runners going around in in Super Rugby. Uh, that, that's that's a strong comment from from a Brumbies <laughs> player towards a, a tar. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't seen
3: that actually. That's pretty. That's pretty brutal. Um, yeah, look,
2: it was I think fairly that's fairly tongue in cheek to be fair, but yeah, good <laughs> yeah. good banter. <laughs>
3: Who, who
2: said that one? <laughs> Tommy Cusack, I believe, is uh, firing oh, um, those shots. Cusack so. and McInerney have gone bang bang against poor uh, Tom Sandorff. And... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. The, the floor's yours. The floor's, the floor's <laughs> yours if you want to defend your teammates. Oh, I always think,
3: oh, I look, <laughs> we, Connell, it's a bit rich. Connell <laughs> is
2: very
3: lucky that the position of hooker within rugby exists, he's kind of like not <laughs> big enough to be a prop and, you know, not skinny enough to be a back rower. So I get what he's getting at with Tommy Santafort,
2: but that's a bit rich. Oh,
3: you've Coming that. from the quintessential hooker.
2: You've, you've played that superbly, mate. Well done. <laughs> no, I think you're right. Like, there's
3: things like that that, uh, you know, there's blokes within the... the, the you know, Canberra's, um, you know, the closest team to us uh, geographically so it's like you know we we've got a lot of traded players within uh, both groups I think that's uh, that adds to it Um, I mean across the you know across the the border to Queensland obviously you know that state of origin kind of um, vibes there but when it comes to Canberra you know there's there's always going to be a lot of um, you know rogue New South Welshmen scattered in that team and then you know likewise with, with us with um, the Cambrians. So it's like, you know, there's always going to be uh, those relationships like, you know, Tommy Stanforth and, um, you know, Connell playing a lot of footy up in uh, New South Wales as well. Uh, so yeah, that adds to it. That adds to it, it, was, it was, you know, it gives everyone a bit more uh, ammunition when it comes to trash talk because they probably know everyone's inner demons a bit more than other teams.
0: <laughs> Harry, is there is there much trash talk? Like, do we talk about trash talk on the field and, and stuff like that. Well, you know, in these clashes, do you feel it more? Do you hear it more? Do you, does it rile you up more when you when you hear someone chipping you at the bottom of a ruck or something like that?
3: Um, yeah, yeah, it does. I mean, because uh, you know it, it's such, especially within the, the Australian conference, like these are people that you you know that that you you, you actually know, and I think it you know, it comes from a bit different if you're now playing a South African team and. You only see them, you know, once a year and it might give you you know, give you a bit of stick. But you've got 12 months to think about a comeback. and But with these, you know, these are people that you see, you know, a fair bit and, you know, you might you know them on a more personal level beyond beyond the game or, you know, this, that, the other. And, yeah, it does make a bit personal because it's, you know, they get a bit more opportunity to say. It's not like, you know, they can throw a comment at you and then go hiding for 12 months. Until you see each other, you know the next year. Uh, I mean, these are these are blokes that you're going to run into a fair bit, and um, yeah, you, you want to make sure that that if you run into them at the pub, you can, uh, can tell them you got them back for it. Or who are you most uh, looking
0: forward to uh, battling this
3: weekend, Harry? Uh, look, probably uh, there's a few in there. I can flout by Inga if, if he ends up playing because he's. He's the, the classic, you know, Sydney boy, uh, Sydney Uni player. Knows a lot of the lads, so you know, gets a bit, gets a bit carried away with his, uh, his. We'll call it banter. Um, <laughs> Canberra and, heritage, uh, you know, yeah, Canberra heritage. Yeah, he's born, born in a uh, on a roundabout, I, I believe. <laughs> um, so yeah, I reckon yeah, he, he'll be a funny one because you know that's, that's one of the the relationships I'm talking about. You spend a lot of time with him. As a teammate eh? like at Sydney Uni, and then, you know, he, he, uh, obviously gets his opportunity in Canberra and, uh, you know, becomes the biggest pest in the world. So, um, yeah, that'll be a good one. Will Miller, I'm interested to see, you know, what, what kind of, uh, what kind of, um, uh, terminology he's picked up in, uh, in Canberra he's pretty limited by when he left so South like, <laughs> Hopefully he's worked on his vernacular. You're, and, take, um...
2: you're taking down the whole team here, mate.
4: This is... This is yeah, yeah, carry on. The big, is yours.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, mate, th- yeah, um, the, the time that, you, that you've you spent in Wallaby's time now, Harry, Like, how much, I guess, uh, hunger has that given you to, to get back in there on a more permanent basis? And, all, and also, you, you're now pretty familiar with um, with, with Alan and, and Scott CEO and... And and those boys, um, which you know, there must be add an extra layer, I guess, of intrigue to the battle ahead.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think that having gone into the camp um, on kind of that that temporary uh, basis that I did last year, um, it was good. I I, um, I I was able to kind of see how how it is to, because cause obviously it's great to you know, scrummage against them when we play the Bumbies, um, you know, blokes like Scotty and, and Alan. Um but to be able to do it on like, you know, a more intimate basis where you're doing it every day and, you know, you're getting, you know, ten, ten, twelve, fifteen reps against, you know, the one person and you slowly start working out, you know, how good they really are, um <clears throat> and how 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 much work I've got to do to, you know, to, to reach where that at they're at and then you know, hopefully surpassed. That's just um, you know, something that I was able to find. But that's you know, the experience of being in there amongst the entire group, um, yeah, huge. A huge opportunity, uh well, it was a great opportunity and um, you know, a huge privilege. Um but yeah, it's just it's the kind of thing you don't want to do once, you know, you wanna to, wanna to be there as in there as much as possible. So yeah, pretty keen to, to work hard and, and try and um, get back in there.
1: And Harry, the, the move from loose head to tight head prop, can you talk us through uh, how that unfolded and was that a, a move that you wanted to do or was really was it forced and you given Sikopi Kepu leaving?
3: Um well it came about obviously big, um you know, with the turnover of, of players in the World Cup year you're always gonna be uh, short in areas and uh, look it was a, it was discussed um, you know, over Oh, you know I'd say a pretty pretty long uh period of time where I was given enough notice that something we're looking at doing with um obviously being able to be lenient on the fact that it's a challenging thing to do uh and that if it didn't work out um to you know where they wanted it to or didn't progress to at the rate that that we wanted it to that we could um you know pull the pin and you know pull back on um you know loose head prop which was yeah you know, which was so great to be able to um get my skills up at an international and and yeah you know, super rugby level last year consistently um it's been tough uh it's been it's been a, been a massive kind of uh commitment um but i wouldn't say i was you know thrown into it you know i, I, I had the conversation and everything but at the same time um you know it was was due to a massive hole left by Sakopi, not just as a scrummager, but what he offers around the field. I think, um, you know, we got such great stocks at, at loosehead. Um, you know, Angus Bell, you know, Roy O'Connor, Tom Robertson, like, we got such great stocks at loosehead that, it, you know, it was almost, yeah, it almost, it, it made sense. It made sense. And I think I was, um, you know, seen as a, a good candidate for it because I played, um, you know, a, bit, a fair bit tight head. Yeah, in my junior years but <clears throat> yeah it's been a challenge in, in kind of super rugby it's um, it's something I, I imagine I'll keep having learning curves
2: with yeah, and just on Angus Bell Harry he's getting a few headlines and no doubt you're you're keeping him nice and uh, grounded at, at the moment um, around scrum training but he's pretty freakish isn't he with, with his athleticism and, and the, the potential that he's got there
3: yeah absolutely I think it's um, you know the excitement you know you'd be would be very similar to you know when um, Daniel Tupu came on the scene, and um, you know everyone's going, "How is how's is a bloke this size moving like that?" Um, yeah, he's great. He's uh, and he's you know he's got uh, great work ethic uh, to go with it, which is um, uh, going to be very very important in the next couple of years where we're trying to find on um, his feet and and, um, and keep working on the craft. He's a great scrummager uh, already, as we can. You guys have been able to see, and uh, everyone's been able to see. But yeah, just the pure athleticism been um, been pretty exciting to watch.
2: And last one before we uh, let you go and make dinner, which just we'll quickly cover that. What are you cooking up there, Harry, in, in the kitchen?
3: Um, so uh, this is this is very interesting, actually. So i have just bored. <laughs> um, so it's uh, a sous vide. Wow. You guys familiar?
1: Yeah, yeah. You put it in a, in the water. Oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You're putting steak in there. Yeah. Right?
0: Like yeah. glad, you glad wrap things yeah. up, put it in the water, yeah. like poaches yeah. it almost, exactly. is that
3: right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So basically you set it to the exact temperature and then you just, you know, you park it in for you know, whatever time you set it to and then you pull it out, sear it and then she's ready to go. Uh, I've, um, I've
0: become familiar with these things on MasterChef. Are you a Master Chef fan by any
3: chance? Uh, I'm not. not. I don't watch. I don't watch a lot of TV. <laughs> but I am a lover of food. I'm a lover <laughs> well, of that's, food.
0: That's yeah. good to know. But
3: so, that's close enough. But Did, uh, yeah, so, so I've just I've just um, vacuum sealed about uh, eight salmon fillets Ooh. whilst I was waiting for you guys. Beautiful. Seasoned with, uh, marinated with uh, soy, uh, honey,
1: and peanut oil. Um, oh. Looking good. We'll see yours later on this evening,
2: then. That's, <laughs> yeah, that, that's exceptional. Well, that's, <laughs> okay. uh, that's that's bonus content for the punters of the question. Or was going to ask the question. I was going yeah, exactly. to ask is that you are a um, your musical talents as well as your culinary talents are quite well known. You've uh, been in a rock band uh, growing up. I think you're still still dabbling. But my question is, if you were to form a band out of your Waratahs teammates, who, who would you <laughs> who would you get involved and What roles would they play in your imaginary band? Oh, this
3: is a great question. Okay. Um, Alright, alright. I get Jack Dempsey on the drums.
2: Yeah, heavy hitter. He's got,
3: good, he's got yeah, heavy hitter, got good, good rhythm about him. He's a massive Jamiroquai fan. Oh that's, wow, uh, okay,
2: JK. That's legitimate noise. That's left you field. All, that's very left field. Yeah. I like it. Um
3: so he's got good on the beats. Uh I reckon I'd have Will Harrison. Will Harrison on the bass guitar. Would he,
2: would he not pretty, be the pretty boy cool. frontman for the for the group?
3: No, 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 because we'd, we'd, we'd uh, stage them slightly differently. Everyone's kind of looking over and going, oh, who's the, the pretty boy on the bass? He'll be keeping to himself and mysterious, <laughs> like he always is. Uh, I'll be lead, obviously. Guitar, <laughs> uh, and then my backup guitarist, I would go with Lee Beal. I, uh, yeah, I don't know how his skills would be on the guitar, but he'd be flamboyant. You yeah, on there it. you and go. Plenty going
0: on. And what's the name of the band gonna be called? <laughs>
3: um, <laughs> um We'll call it uh a... We can we can come back to that yeah, we'll we'll come...
0: Come... We can come back to Harry uh, Johnson Johnson. Homes oh, in the really sweet. Yeah. We'll have to get you on. Yeah, sorry, that was a that was a question without notice. Last one I just wanna know. Did you ever get that Schnitzel named after you at the Lord ne- <laughs> the Lord Dudley? That's
3: right. No, I didn't. Oh, I didn't. You know what, the the worst part I was going in, you know, the next time that I went in, I was, uh, you know, feeling slightly smug. Was hoping there'd be like a, <laughs> a cut out on the wall or something.
2: <laughs> a statue?
3: Yeah, and, um, uh, and yeah, I've got nothing. I've absolutely <laughs> nothing. I've got <laughs> donuts. <laughs> I got nothing. I think they like they misplaced my order or something. And I was waiting for a while. That's no disrespect to the establishment. It's great, establishment. But yeah, I think I just got unlucky that time. So <laughs> anytime I'm anytime I'm looking for some luck, I'm, I'm probably not going to go there anymore. But it's still a great deal. <laughs> a
0: great deal. <laughs> oh, mate, look, it's been fantastic to chat to you, and we will have to get you on next time. Think of a band name, and uh, we'll we'll bring it up. But thanks so much for joining us, and good luck this weekend against the Brums.
2: Thanks, mate. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me. Enjoy Thanks.
0: the seminar. Yeah, we'll do. It. <laughs> Well, so that's Harry Johnson Holmes there firing a few barbs. Um shots fired for this ahead of this weekend. Why don't we get um Caden Neville straight on the phone from the Brumbies? Caden, thanks for joining us, mate. Um look, there's been a few shots fired there from from Harry Johnson Holmes. Uh, mate, are you guys uh, fired up as fired up for this one as the Tars boys are?
4: I haven't really um heard any of their shots so far, but some of the stuff from Connell and um Oh, Connell's shots that his old mate there was pretty good yesterday, so I don't know if they have they had a good reply to that
2: Uh oh, well, I'll let you be the judge of that they've um given that you're you're the teammate you'd know these guys pretty well but uh Harry called out will Miller for maybe a lack of chat a lack, lack of vocabulary and um he, he's he's quite a softly spoken um, man Will. but is it is it that a bit very fun, is that a bit originally.
4: tough to you think Oh, it's a bit Bit hard to have a go at someone, have a ban, softly spoken, I think. I think he does most of his <laughs> chatting with his shoulders, really. So that's
0: probably where he'll be replying to them with. Hey, Caden, uh, we're looking forward to this clash on the weekend. It's going to be good fun. There's been plenty of banter, as, as we said. But um, just on yourself, you, your form at the moment, um, yourself and Murray Douglas in the second row there for the Brumbies, you, I, I've been saying you guys are the unsung heroes of, of that forward pack. You, you're doing a lot of work. It, has that been sort of your role? Are you now the uh, the engine of this Brumbies uh, forward pack?
4: Well, yeah, like the Brumbies, it is very role-based um, sort of footy that we play. So since since day one here, it's been spelled out pretty clearly um, the sort of things that I need to do, which takes a bit of pressure off, like you don't have to do everything, but you get to focus a bit more on what you have to do. and. They haven't overwhelmed me with the things I need to do, but the sort of each week there's a little bit extra I need to add to the game, and that's that's sort of helping me progress week to week.
1: Caden, they're pretty big shoes to fill when you lose Sam Carter and, and Rory Arnold, Wallabies and and uh, guys that had spent a lot of time at the Brumbies. Uh, can you just talk us through what it's what it's been like uh, the adjustment, what you've learned there? We we've all heard stories about the Brumbies and particularly how well we we get with the evidence that the proof is in the pudding about how successful their rolling more is.
4: Yeah, big time and probably didn't realise it as much till I got here um, when they would have been building on their own roles for years and years really, especially together in a quite formidable partnership. But, um, yeah, we're doing our best now to, like, we do get reminded of the things they specifically do, particularly like Rory, how he really a nuisance defending malls. So, like, to bring up one on the weekend, we had our first one in 18 months, try it, leak through so I've really been sort of sharpening the knives on that again as well as our attacking more. And, um, yes, something we take a lot of pride in.
2: Caden, your, your own journey, um, you've been around the traps a fair while now and, and played, of course, for the, the Rebels and the Reds amongst other teams. But a lot of uh, yeah, commentators and, and experts have, have you know, said that you're playing perhaps your best footy ever. Does it, does it feel like that to you? Is that sort of a product of just the team going really well? Um, where, where are you at with, with your own game?
4: I definitely think um, I'm wearing a bit of the sheen of the team. I I don't think I've been doing um, anything exceptional um, in the games, but probably doing the things that I need to be doing in this team at the moment that makes the, the whole thing sort of function well. So I'm quite happy to be doing that for now and then sort of work on each bit of my game as it comes and hopefully see progress throughout the season.
0: Mate, you're a modest man. You're a modest man. You're doing a really good job out there for the guys. Um, Mate, I'm looking forward to this weekend um, watching these two young bucks go head-to-head, Lolisio Noah and Will uh, Harrison. Um, What's Noah – I mean, he's got a pretty senior role now in this team, having to lead it around at a very young age. What's he like as a personality?
4: Yeah, he's very um, humble – driven young man. I've been pretty impressed by the way he's been going, because it is—it's a big uh, responsibility stepping into ten. It's um, it can have a bit more sort of weight on it compared to other positions, especially as a like a sort of a first full-year Super Rugby player. But um, I think he's doing a great job of it at the moment. hasn't been uh, um, hasn't taken it too bad when it's been challenging, and hasn't got too ahead of himself when it's gone really well either. So that's what you like to see: consistency and good temperament.
2: Mate, I'd just like to find out a bit more about how that forward pack unit operates down there. Obviously, you've got two very good mentors with Dan McAller and Laurie Fisher um, calling the shots. So how do they divvy up those responsibilities? How, how do you guys go go about um, meshing it into such a, a well-drilled unit at the moment?
4: Yeah, we do get a lot of um, good stuff from all of them as well as Murph, um, Rory Murphy, doing SAP's set-piece coaching as well. It's not like other teams have been in where they've sort of been down to one forwards coach or a forwards coach and a set piece coach like we really get different angles and perspectives from all three of them so it's been it's been a new experience but it's working pretty good
1: and dan McKellar, he's uh he's, he's been spoken a little bit about potentially becoming the the wallabies coach uh him being head coach how much actually hands on coaching does he get involved with with now oh
4: quite a bit. He's not the sort of uh, sit back and delegate, although he has got very good people to delegate to. Like he's still um, pretty hands-on yeah, on the field, involved in a lot of our training.
2: Mate, uh, you were involved uh, in a Wallabies camp quite a few years ago, now on, on the fringes, knocking on the, the door. You're, you're 31 now. Does that flame still flicker pretty pretty strongly
4: for you? Oh, yeah. My desire to play for Australia... Hasn't weakened or strengthened. It's been high since I was a young boy, like a lot of a lot of people growing up. And uh, it's not really um, something I'm thinking about while I'm here. Like I've, I've still got a challenge for my position every day while I'm here as well. But um, I suppose it it is a aspiration for anyone, any Australian playing in a Super Rugby team.
1: Yeah, and when you've got a couple of young guys as well, there's Darcy Swain, there's uh, Mr. Mr. Frost, Nick Nick Frost. Talk us through those young blokes and
2: um mr frost mr frost <laughs> there you go <laughs>
1: what what what's it like when you got those guys pushing you
4: Cause... oh it's good like you, there's no room for complacency if you want to be a good team so especially in the position of lock at the moment having the the young hungry blokes coming through like not really uh don't really let you relax at any stage like they they're trying to impress so it's really good for us
0: Well, Caden, uh, mate, thanks heaps for for chatting to us. Really uh, looking forward to this clash on Sunday afternoon and we wish you all the best. Um, Thanks again, mate. Sweet. No worries. Yeah, Caden Neville, there. Always great to chat. The banter between these two teams now—you um, know—that the the narrative leading into Sunday is—it's—it's uh, it's starting to get a bit spicy. Would you say?
2: Yeah, Chris, Chris Dutton, um the uh, very fine um, reporter and editor at Canberra Times. He uh, he he uh, set the ball rolling, I think, with a few questions that the the Brumbies boys uh, bought, in, bought into. So hopefully we've uh, stirred the pot along a little bit there. But yeah, it's it's it, it is what it's all about. Like the, the game does. Need uh, you know a, a bit of fun and a bit of niggle with it, and kate Neville, what a season he's he's having! Um, you know, a bit of an unsung hero, and yeah, uh, he
0: and Murray Douglas in the second, uh, as we spoke to him about um, in the in the locking position, they're the unsung heroes of that Brumbies pack, I reckon. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure, and many people would have thought that with the absence and the loss of Sam Carter and Rory Arnold that that could be a bit of a hole for him, but these couple of guys, older statesmen, journeymen to an extent, have have come to the the fore and, and played well. Um, boys, what, what are we expecting from, from this one?
2: Yeah, I, I do think it's going to be the classic derby scenario of a lot closer than it should be on, on paper. That's what we've seen over the years, and even though – the Brumbies clearly are a much better team than the Tars at the moment. I, I do think it's going to be um, pretty close. And, you know, no doubt there'll be a bit of bit of niggle. And, and the, the Tars, there's got to be a reaction, right? Like, they can't they can't do that again. So I, they know, the guys know each other so well as well, which um, is a bit of a, a leveller. So, yeah, w- while I'm picking the Brumbies to win, I, I do think it'll be uh, a lot closer than some people might think.
0: I'm looking forward to the battle of the back rows. So you've got Dempsey, Swinton and Hooper in one back row. You've got Valentini, Miller and help me out. Our mates Pete McCaffrey, McCaffrey Pete Caffrey, Samu. Pete Samu, yeah, yeah Pete, Pete Samu. There you go. Yeah, so uh, that, that battle, I mean, you know, Wallabies are coming up later in the year. Those are probably, they're all the form back rowers of this competition, I reckon, and guys who are either incumbent Wallabies or um, are pushing for a spot as well.
2: And on that, we were just discussing before um, the Waratahs, uh, some fans did accuse Michael Checker in the past having a bit of a you know soft spot for his old old Tars players, and I guess you can kind of understand that. But as it stands, not many Tars are making that Wallabies team, are they? Michael Hooper, of course, but not too many others.
1: Yeah, I think Michael Hooper. If you're picking on form, is is only the only one in the starting fifteen. You might see a Jack Dempsey or a Jack Maddox coming on the on the bench, but there's there's few and far between. So an opportunity for these guys to to make it personal. And speaking of making it personal. Well, that's what Kurtley Bill, speaking to him ahead of his 148th record equaling game uh, where he joins Ben Robertson at the top of the Warwick Tars matches, he, without being asked you know about, about that, said it, it is about making it personal because he's up against Tom Banks who's... He and Dane Haylett-Petty are the two informed fullbacks yeah. in Australia at rugby. We've Playing got good footy. a bit of speculation that Bill might head overseas at the end of the year. Now, whether or not that's because maybe he's not part of Dave or plans going forward, but you can bet your bottom dollar that Kurtley wants to play a couple of more caps for Australia before he, he potentially does go overseas. I think that contest I, I'm most excited by. Um, Banks and Bill, two totally different players and how they pl- uh, play the game. Um, that, that'll be a beauty.
2: Yeah, great matchups across the park. Of course, Will Harrison, uh, Lolasio. Um, yeah, yeah, the, twi- the two twenties boys. They've talked about it. They know each other inside out as well. And um, and oh, quite impressed with Will Harrison um, when the wheels were falling off against the Chiefs. There, he held his nerve reasonably well, didn't he? And and actually, overall, had a, had a pretty good game. And um, yeah, won a bit of praise from Aaron Cruden afterwards. So I think that you know, while there's not much going right for the Waratahs at the moment, I think that decision from from Penny to stick with Harrison was certainly the right one.
1: But before we move away. from... From the Brumbies, Taz, uh Tavita Kiridani. The last couple of contests that they've played, both uh, in Sydney, Kiridrani has been unstoppable in the midfield. So. He will probably have the biggest target on the back. I would say, from a, a Waratahs perspective, shutting him down and, and the momentum um, from from the, the big T Rex. Yes.
4: Yeah, Carmichael
2: Hunt, a great defensive centre. He'll um, be tasked with a lot of that, I think, and, and should be able to do a, a decent job on him. But yeah, you're quite right. Uh, yeah, a, a, another strike weapon for the Brumbies, and, and they've got plenty of them. Um, Solomon Karts has been a pretty pretty handy recruit as well. Oh,
0: tasty. It's going to be tasty on Sunday, Arvo. That's the that's the the main course, really. That's dessert, actually, because. Um, <laughs> Um, you early your, in the that's you and your belly. That's extras. That's the, min, the Midnight Feast. Yeah, Bella. that's Midnight Feast on Sunday Arvo. Um, you get super rugby across the whole weekend. Bulls v Reds or Reds v Bulls on um, Saturday night, the second of a doubleheader at Suncorp Stadium. Uh, I, I love watching these two teams play. They always seem to put on a, a, a ripper. A, a few years ago, or actually we're talking nearly 10 years the ago The Red now, Bull Challenge. The Red Bull That Gives You Wings Challenge at Suncorp Stadium. Um uh, I, I love – one of my favourite moments in history of Super Rugby is Digby Ioane racing away and scoring against the Bulls at Suncorp and then doing the uh, – oh, have a look at this. It's the Caterpillar, Marto. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, well, yeah, it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't the Caterpillar. It was the Turtle. But it's one of the great moments. And they, they have had some really good battles over the years, these two teams.
2: Yeah, and the Bulls, they've finally uh, broken their duck. They've, they've been pretty ordinary all season, but uh, in, in that bizarre game with the, the Jersey clash over there in oh, Pretoria, what, about what's, that? what's doing there? They came out in the in the yellow for the second half and, and got the job done. So, yeah, suddenly they're coming over with a, a, just a bit of confidence, and the Reds, this is totally a must-win, isn't it? Like, it couldn't, couldn't be much more clear. They have to win this game um, to, you know, to, to start making a charge for the finals. So, yeah, I, I think they should do it. James, James O'Connor at time of recording sounds like he'll be he'll be back so uh how do you see it going christy reds reds by plenty
1: Oh, I don't know about plenty, but they, the, the way they're playing, they should should beat them. Their forward pack's been really good. Hunter Basami's given them so much punch in the midfield. Mm,
0: he looks like being out though
1: for for a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So we will probably see Chris al Saltia move into thirteen, where he's played
2: a lot of probably his best position. Really, third yeah, yeah. And,
0: and they probably get Hegarty on the field, which gives them a goal kicking option, yeah. which is actually a huge result for the Reds. Yeah. Even though you want your you know best players on the field, and Pasami has been in that. Yeah, I
2: mean, um, on, on form, go, the way they played against the Crusaders, like if, if they just played at that level m- most weeks, they're going to beat a lot of teams. So yeah, it's it's not all doom and gloom uh, whatsoever. Well, up, up at they uh,
1: they're, they're going to welcome back Isaac Roder um, in, in the second row. I'd like to to see. Salakai Loto stay in in that second row. He yep. reminds me of Courtney Laws at the moment. He's In terms of just being able to, to find out where his best position is, the England uh, forward who's routinely moved, shifted between blindside and and lock... Uh, we've got to at some stage work out where his best position is. And when you've got the uh, the Reds' back row, which is as exciting as it is, mm. um, and then you've got someone like Fraser McWright coming off the bench who just mm. continues to impress, uh, it, it's some, some tasty options there in the back row.
0: Um, another team that played against the South African team just gone just quickly. Let's mention the, the Rebels. They got the bye this week, but they put in a really solid performance against the pretty ordinary Lions team. But at, at least
2: they got the job done and got it done pretty well. Yeah, 100%. And, yeah, well, the the Lions, they're not the world's greatest team. They're not the worst either, are they? There's still a, you know, a lot of competitive players in there. So, yeah, I, I was impressed by how, I guess, professional um, and clinical the Rebels were able to actually um, pull off that, that comfortable victory because we've seen them in the past, a lack of inconsistencies plagued them. They, they have a great performance the week before and, and, and drop off, and that would be the type of game they'd potentially lose in the past. So, yeah, uh, very promising signs, I think, and they go into the bye week. Uh, I, I'm not sure if the the Take the bye week. Probably, well, they
1: said they didn't want it. I think to, last yeah. week, told, uh, on the Fox post game show, it was saying <laughs> it probably hasn't come at a, at a good time. Yeah, yeah.
2: but um, yeah, clearly they're the they're the team um, that's going to be snapping at the Brumbies' heels um, down the line. So yeah, promising signs. You don't want it to be, you know. Brumbies is the only finals team in there, do you? you want You want these other teams keeping them on us. So, yeah, good signs. A,
1: a couple of things out of that. We know that the Rebels ran out to a, a big lead early on, but the, the try-saving tackle from Angus Cottrell proved so pivotal, I think. It was about the 15-, 16-minute mark. And, and uh, the, the the Bulls – sorry, the Lions were right on the on the Rebels' line, held it out, and then they basically went coast-to-coast. Coast. Kellaway scores. Um, He's playing he, so he well. He can't stop scoring at the moment.
2: Yeah. That, um, that podcast just boosted his confidence. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, top of the scoop on the Fox Rugby Podcast, <laughs> top of the pops, and yeah, he's he's got genuine speed, doesn't he? Uh, mm. I guess he doesn't, you know, look like the world's most um, amazing athlete if you're just just looking at him. But he, but <laughs> you know, he doesn't the fire. Have, by, by that I mean he just doesn't. He's not uh, the, the biggest man in the world with muscles popping everywhere. But he, um, yeah, he can he can really fly over a, a long distance. So he's he's right in the Wallabies frame, I think.
1: And it's easy to forget that they had a couple of yellow cards late in that first half, and, and discipline was a bit of a concern but they managed to to rectify that and and well played to them good win and uh, they've got to kick on because they've got I think the Sunwolves in a, a week's time and then after that a really tough next full five week block where they go to Africa and Argentina they're playing uh, uh, against a couple of Kiwi sides off the back of that so a, a big uh, big game to prepare for.
0: If Marika Korobedi tackling like he did on Saturday night um, in that period of time then watch out. His shoulders are going to be firmly embedded in some South African chests I reckon.
2: I love a good hard heading winger takes you back to the the, the great right Brian uh, Lima, the chiropractor. Oh yeah, it's, uh, it's good, isn't it? You, you need a bit of um, a bit of muscle out there in the wing occasionally.
0: Hey, what else caught your eyes, fellas? Oh, oh, for me, it was um, that New South Wales Queensland Super W clash uh, up there at Ballymore on the weekend. Once again, the New South uh, Wales team, Waratahs women's team, managed to get the job done against Queensland, but. Um, it it does look like being a a race in two with those two sides, even though there's been improvement across the board. uh, Was it
1: just the other week Melbourne winning their first game? That was
0: on the weekend as well, which a big shout-out to the the women from Melbourne um, have been
2: toiling away down there, and they finally got their first win over Rugby WA. It was great. 100% yeah, well-deserved. And, uh, of course, the other point of interest this week from um, from an Aussie rugby perspective, the, the Sevens over there in, in Vancouver, and the, the, the Aussies were able to back oh. up another podium finish, another yeah. another gut-wrenching loss. But yeah,
0: it was gut-wrenching. They,
2: they, they have moved up to, to fourth on the World Series ladder. And I, I think, you know... It's, some of the players that they're they're starting to develop now, there's genuine optimism that um, why why couldn't they they pull out a medal at, at the Olympics? So um, yeah, promising signs there as well.
1: It helps when you've got a Tim Walsh. He's already won a gold medal uh, with the women, albeit, but uh, he's, yeah. he knows how to get the, the job done and time a run.
2: But knowing, knowing the intricacies of the Olympics how that's all going to yeah, work, that, that, you, you can't under um, yeah, underestimate that, that.
1: That's important, but I think even uh, we'll pump up one of our own. Hoyles, he, Steve Hoyles, doesn't always tour with him, but he spent the, the couple of weeks over with the seven side, and we know how much of a special is around the breakdown, and that's been one of Australia's great struggles in, in recent years. So uh, that and around the kick restart, which proved pretty Pivotal yeah. for the, for Australia uh, on the weekend, or yeah, as well.
0: That was brilliant. Uh, one last little nugget, um, little little rock of um, uh, of news across the weekend was Joe Marler. Mm. Uh, are we going to go there?
2: Well, you, you've 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 gone there. You've set us up to to go to the uh, to the nether regions, so to speak. Um, uh, let's be honest. I think people that have uh, played rugby know that this does happen a lot, and so people kind of laugh it off that have actually played rugby. But that just, do we need to take this seriously? Do we, do we need to ban a guy for four months? It is it is a bit of a. <sighs> A bit of an unusual look for, for, for mm. rugby, I guess, when those images are beamed around the world. But uh, what do you reckon? Do we laugh it off or do we actually punish the bloke?
0: For those of you who haven't seen it, it Joe Marler basically fondled the <laughs> nether regions of Alan Wynn-Jones in a bit of a scuffle, didn't he? And Alan Wynn-Jones came out and said, Oh, the, I hope the, that... At the time, yeah. it,
1: it wasn't like he was squeezing anything. <laughs> no, <laughs> he would just, that, it was just... These tipple. guys are British and Irish Lions teammates. Yep. And, uh, yeah, post-game, what Alan Wynn said... You know, if I was younger, I probably would have punched him. But I've played 138 tests for my country, and I know how to handle myself. So yeah,
0: yeah. And he said he wants world rugby to have a look at it, which they have. And so this, but but it's I don't know, twelve weeks. It's a big yeah. It's a big book to throw at a guy who was, uh, and I'm, I'm not necessarily agreeing with this, but it felt to me like it was a bit of banter. Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing for the game? I'm not going to make a judgment on that. I'm just saying. Twelve weeks on the sidelines for that seems a bit excessive.
2: Yeah, or it's, minimum.
0: It's minimum. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's uh, it's a lot different to some of the actual um, incidents that have happened in the past. Where uh, you think back to Buck Shelford's. Um, <laughs> scroden has been being ripped open and uh, stitched apart this is uh, on the other end of the, the testicle spectrum I yeah. think I think we can probably maybe, maybe just give him a, a stern warning warning, <laughs> and he can maybe uh, I don't know maybe sing a song and apologise to Alan Wynn or something I don't think we have to take it too seriously do we? No Okay <laughs> Well it's
0: been great another great week and uh, another great week of Super Rugby and I'm looking forward to the weekend <laughs> hopefully uh, none of that happening uh, on the footy field fellas
1: Thanks Andrew Swayne
0: Absolutely. Good luck in Brisbane, mate. Thank you, and uh, looking forward to it. I'll, I'll, I'll say hi to Bimbles for you. <laughs>